um, you you feel you feel um, a tin of jealousy when when you see girls and you can't put your finger on it. Um, you start to wonder what it would be like um, if you if you were to dress as one. Um, you know, if you were to experiment with, with cross dressing as the opposite gender, that kind of thing. Um, and you kind of you kind of repress those feelings because they're they're wrong in your eyes. You've been told or you've been kind of um you've had that those thoughts instilled in you that you're not supposed to act like the opposite gender and you're not supposed to indulge in that kind of thing. Um and I had no idea at this point, um, fifteen years of age, halfway through my teenage years, that you could really be um uh, like a, a transgender per- person. You don't run into them very often. I think um, off the top of my head, around one to 2% increasing um, people identify as trans. So you really don't see many. Um, and I had no idea that they existed at this point. And um, that meant when I started feeling weird and I felt like something wasn't quite right, I started dis- disassociating, um, seeing my life through eyes that weren't my own. Um, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. Um, so it kind of builds from there. Once you can tell that there's something wrong, you start to fixate on it. You're thinking, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel sad when there's no reason for me to be? How come I feel like I look around and everybody else is functioning in their skin and I need to copy them to fit in? How come... Um, I'm spending so much of my time concentrating on being normal instead of being me. Um, and it really raises like a lot of identity issues in your brain, um, not just to do with your gender or your sexuality, but about you as a person. Figuring out what you want to be and what you want to do is very difficult when you don't have a, a foundation to begin with. When you're questioning something as fundamental to your identity as your gender, um, it can be really difficult to envision yourself uh, 10, 20 years in the future. Where are you going to be? And it's it's impossible. You either you ca- you either can't think of anything, or um, you you think of something and it's not what you want. Um, and nothing is more terrifying than envisioning a future that you see yourself in and you don't want to happen. So, so really, um, what the, the realization for me came kind of gradually, um, after I'd realized that there was something wrong, um, and I still didn't know what it was at this point, uh, my girlfriend at the time, um, was kind of, kind of had a, a cross-dressing kink, so to speak, and, and wanted to dress me up, et cetera, et cetera. I, I won't get into too much detail about it, obviously, but, um, afterwards, every time, uh, I felt awful. Um, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I, I felt weird. I felt weird while I was dressed up, and I felt especially weird when I took it off. And I had some uh, really teary-eyed nights, um, sitting at night wondering why I felt like that. What's going on with me? Am I? Do I stop putting the clothes on, or do I keep putting the clothes on? And um, and it escalates from that. Um, you you get into um, you get into porn, you have, you naturally uh, find porn that you want to relate to. And um, that will lead you into a lot of the kind of dark, very kinky um, stuff on the internet about cross-dressing. And uh, it's really concerning looking back on it, that um, I, I ran into these things that uh, promised to explain to me how I felt. And uh, I would justify it by going, oh, I see, I understand now. It's just a fetish. Um, and then you feel kind of gross about it. You feel, oh, I shouldn't be indulging in this in this fetish. It's something that's uh, that's gross. It's unnatural. It's foreign. It's strange. Um, and yet, you still want to keep doing it because you don't know it yet, but it is fundamentally part of you. And after a certain point, the the denial will wear off, and you have to face the facts that like it's not a fetish. There is a reason why you keep on doing it and it's not sexual anymore. It is because you enjoy it and it's natural to you. Um, and breaking that mental barrier once I realized it wasn't a fetish anymore, that um, that was quite a moment that was um, not as triumphant as it, as it would sound. 
because once you get to that point you realize if you're transgender the amount of problems that you're going to have to face simply to do with being transgender and that's why so many trans people are in denial i think so many people um they seek opportunities to justify and um avoid their tendencies because at the end of the day you don't really want to find out you're trans as sad as it sounds because it opens up you know so many problems for you um looking at the current state of of trans rights in the uk looking at the statistics that were um listed earlier um it can really seem kind of terrible if you're given the option at this early stage like do you want to try and become trans and like um live that out try and discover your personality do you indulge in it or do you try to keep it repressed and keep it locked up and keep it hidden away and pretend that there's no problems and both of those sound terrible um of course the answer is obviously in the end um if you're trans you can't avoid the fact that you're trans you're trans whether or not you want to be to be honest and um choosing to repress that is only going to make things worse and uh once i realized that that was a, that was another epiphany where i had to go yeah i need to i need to do something about this i need to actually like come out transition and find find my happiness um and obviously i've i've kind of summarized this uh, quite a lot there is a lot of thought that goes into it um uh, a lot of internal dialogue a lot of crying um i talked with my girlfriend about a lot of it um and it it's really it's really terrifying it's really quite existential again you're dealing with some very fundamental parts of your psyche that you don't understand and not many other people understand either so um it's very difficult to deal with and it's very difficult to deal with alone um very thankful to have friends i could talk to about it especially those who are already in the community um there have been times where um it's been very hopeless um looking at it from somebody who's transitioning um there have been times where i thought um you know i'll i'll never be a girl i'll never be the person i want to be you know that you can't go back because there's nothing for you to go back to but you're worried that you're moving forward through um through broken glass that's not going to clear and the the road goes on forever um it's it's very it's very painful um you know seeing girls and wishing desperately that you could be like them um and sometimes you're in the mood to fight really hard to do it to change yourself to progress and sometimes you can't deal with it and every time you see something like that it just makes you feel like um you're not making any progress at all like um I I personally I'm 3 months in on on hormones right now. Um I'm taking medication to to feminize um myself uh which is it's very great it's been fantastic so far but sometimes I look at it and I go I'm 3 months in and I look at my face in the mirror I'm going I'm not making any progress. I don't look any more like a girl than I did when I started. Um how am I ever going to do this? Um and you know this can range from frustration when you look in the mirror to um you know self harm um i can't i can't handle this i don't want to be alive 60 more years as a man i can't do it i need to i need to do something about this um and yeah that that materializes again um you need the self harm just the crying just the uh talking to people trying to get help um deciding constantly constantly making that decision in your head to proceed or to go back uh having the internal arguments the dialogue it's um it's all very overwhelming to deal with all of the time thankfully um i'm dealing with it less the more progress i make the less i have to deal with that um but i do think it's kind of important to highlight the fact that this is going on probably in in the brain of most trans people um most of the trans people you see online probably are having this to deal with and they probably are thinking about this and um they're struggling just as much as i am with all the things i've just described and that's only with ourselves um you know but behind every um stereotype uh like straw man you see on twitter 
the kind of uh, woke Zuma, SJW, whatever buzzword you want to say to describe them, um, you know, there is a person that is dealing probably with um, a lot of hate messages. Um, they're dealing with a lot of systematic uh, abuse from whatever government uh, they're under. They're having to deal with themselves and their internalized transphobia and um, the hesitation and denial to stop them from being themselves uh, just because they want to be normal. Um, that kind of thing, they're dealing with that. Um, and it's hard to remember because they've just been taught to respond to that with uh, aggressive pride, as I like to call it. Um, because it's the way it's the way to um, make you feel like you're winning, like you're scaring the haters away, like you're conquering um, your, your inner demons. Um, but actually, they're dealing with them all the same. And I think um, I think probably the trans community as a whole, myself included, puts up a bit of a front um, of, you know, we're very proud to be trans. And I am proud to be trans, to be honest. But um, it's not all sunshines and rainbows as we sometimes make it sound. We're not doing this for fun. We're doing this because we have no choice. Um, it's it's part of us, whether uh, you know we want it to be or whether we don't. We didn't make that decision. Um, and yeah, that's. I, I feel like uh, if if I took any more, I would just be like looping in circles um, in terms of the internal monologue. Um, I, I could talk about uh, some of the systematic and like social stuff if you wanted me to. Um, that's up. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think um, it's actually really good, really helpful because that's the sort of stuff we'll probably get onto. Um, you know, in the third question, talking about society and 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 you know, governments, institu institutions. Mm -hmm. um, but no, thank you for that. Thank you for being so frank and honest because I genuinely do think a lot of the I, 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 a lot of the uh, issues which are causing, you know, this dispropor disproportionate, um, you know, this, this disproportion of, of mental health in, in specifically the transgender community is, it really does seem um, like it's attacked from all sides. It's like, the, you, you, like you said, you've got that in, internalized struggle um, when, you know, perhaps when you're, you know, at the start of the journey, going through the journey where, where you're really trying to discover who you actually are. It's not just about, your you know gender expression it's not just about your, you know your 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 sexuality yeah, it's your definitely. whole being it's your whole um it, it's, it's your it's your whole self and not only have you got that to contend with um but you've also got um sort of yeah like you're saying societal pressure and um i i know that in the past um when i've been um you know not uh, i'm coming from a very you know uneducated background when it comes to sort of um, this sort of thing but I, I, I there have definitely conversations in the past where people have said to me um, oh I think the reason that you know say for example transgender people suffer so much with the mental health is because they're transgender and, and actually no that, that the statistics really do say otherwise um, the personal recollections and the statistics both say otherwise because if you look at other marginalized communities and um, when it comes to mental health um, the community you're part of isn't necessarily the common denominator um, or it isn't necessarily a signifier for, you know, you're going to suffer really bad mental health. It's it's actually society's in, it's actually society's perception of your identity, if you see what I mean. Um, and, and I think uh, in all of the previous episodes, we I've always tried to make that very clear, and all the guests have said the same thing um, that actually a lot of the time um, the, the mental health issues that they suffer is because of either society's perception of them or um, how they've been treated by society and different factions of society so yeah going into uh you know going nicely into the second question there so what are the main reasons for the disproportionate effects of mental health on members of the lgbtqia community what, what would you um, say charlotte yeah that's, that's a good question um so the reason why um there's several reasons one of the, some of the reasons why i think that um the statistics are so so terrible when you look at them um is simply because it looks like it's such a hopeless battle from the start. Um, you know, what, what you described, what I described in the first section about the fact that you, you're fighting a battle on all fronts against the system, against society and against yourself. It looks so terrible. Um, and sometimes you have to consider if it's worth fighting at all, if there's not going to be a conclusion to it at the end. Um, I, I said sometimes um, for, for trans people, 
the ultimate goal, the happy ending in their life is to be close enough to their identity. Um, and that, that threshold um, changes from person to person. But um, for me, that has sometimes, that thought, um, it's really made me quite upset sometimes because I look at it and I think with all of these years of work, no matter how many, you know, I mean, taking hormones for the rest of my life, um, I'll probably have surgery at some point. Um, looking at it, will I eventually ever get there? Um, but there isn't, you know, a real thing. It's arbitrary. So to that extent, I guess I won't. I, I will never be born a woman, obviously. Um, so the only thing I can hope for is to um, be a woman now. Um, and then even to that end, uh, I will need to find, you know, a point that I'm comfortable with, comfortable with the way that I'm perceived, my progress, um, you know, biologically and mentally, that kind of thing. Um, that's going to be different for everyone. And it's so... Um, it's so painful looking at that and thinking um, that you'll never get there. Uh, and it's very easy to think that, especially because of the amount of time it takes and the amount of effort it takes. Um, it hurts a lot. Um, so that's, that's probably the main thing is, is the hopelessness of it. Um, yeah. The, move, moving on to the other stuff. I think obviously um, we deal with a lot of, um, society's kind of um we're a bit of a i wouldn't i wouldn't say oppressed i think oppressed is very much a, a twitter buzzword at this point but we're very frowned upon in a lot of circles and it makes us feel like we're not wanted uh what well, makes me feel like i'm not wanted um a lot of the time i feel like um you know i uh i go out uh i needed to go to the toilet at the sainsbury's and i thought i need to I need to go to the public restroom. Which one do I use? I looked at it. There was, you know, the the men's room, the women's room, and the disabled room. And I thought, well, I, I if I went into the the men's room, I would be called um, I would be called slurs um, against homosexual people, um, against transgender people. I would be bombarded with abuse. Obviously, I probably wouldn't. But um, I'm scared of it. I'm scared that I'm going to run into the kind of um, conservative that we're taught to fear in, you know, to, to generalize slightly. Um, that kind of stereotype in your head um, is lingering in behind every corner and, and you're terrified of them. Um, when you know that you can't. So you look at it and you go, I can't go into the men's restroom. I would be um, I would be hurled abuse at there. Um, I can't go into the female restroom for similar reasons. I would be called um, a perv. I would be called a rapist or whatever. Um, JK Rowling has had a huge effect on that online recently uh, in her social media presence. Um, and obviously um, it's a very big debate right now uh, in I think even parliament, all the way up to parliament, they're discussing whether or not transgender people should be able to use gender affirming toilets and that makes it feel like I'm not safe in there either. Um, so I go, okay, I guess I have to use the only gender neutral toilet the disabled room. And then even then I'm paranoid that I'm taking it away from somebody that needs it more. Um, and really when you look at it and you go, I don't really fit in any of these rooms, it does make you feel like a bit of a freak. It makes you feel like an outcast society. And that's the opposite of what I want. What I want really is to, to be normal. Um, I just want to live a normal life as a normal girl. Some people um, come up to me. Somebody added me on Facebook the other day, and they said, um, "Oh, excuse me. I apologize if I say any wrong, anything wrong. I've never spoken to a transgender person before." Um, and I, I said back to them, "I'm I'm just a girl. <laughs> I'm just a girl. Talk to me how you would any other person, because that's what I am. Um, I don't want to be. I don't want to be different. Um, you know, contrary to." what people um, think when they think of the, the typical kind of um, attention seeking person who uh, thinks that being transgender is a cool trend. It's not, I, I just want to be um, a normal person and live a normal life. And I feel like uh, a freak when I try to do so. I feel like um, there's a lot of very prominent celebrities like JK Rowling and whoever actor played uh, Hagrid and whatnot. 
um, and then all of their rabid following, um, they think that I don't belong here. Um, they don't support me, um, and that makes me that makes me really feel um, excluded as well. Um, I, I hear constantly in, in passing comments, you know, like, oh, I support trans transgender people, but I don't think that they should be in media. I don't think they should be represented um, on TV. Um, and that comment, first of all, hurts me because I feel like um, what they're looking for is whenever a TV show writes in a transgender person, there needs to be a reason for them to be a transgender. But actually, there is, there doesn't... <laughs> Anyone could be um, transgender. You can write in a transgender person to anything. Uh, you know, if you're a writer, free pass. You don't even need to mention it. You can just have someone there because we. I don't need a reason to exist. Neither does any fictional transgender person, for that matter. Um, and then, obviously, those people upset me. But then when I watch the shows and then there's there's no transgender characters and I feel like throughout all of this media, I'm not represented not because I'm, I'm greedy and I want someone uh, I want someone to represent me so I can go point at them on the screen and go, hey, look, someone like me. It's so that I feel like, again, I'm included in society. When I look at a show full of people, um, I know that people includes me and people like me. Um, when I hear, um, you know, a character in a TV show is going through a problem. It would be nice for a change to think I've gone through that same problem. Um, and I think, I think that that experience is really missing. Um, and really when, when you add all of these up, it does feel a lot like you're left out um, and you're left out of a normal life uh, when, when that's what you want. Um, and yeah, that, that would make me, um, it has made me feel, feel pretty depressed, pretty, um, maybe suicidal on occasion uh, as well. Um, I think that would happen to a lot of people. Um, yeah, and um, just just to discuss the, uh, the suicide statistic briefly, um, that's a lot of the time, I do see that used online um, on alt-right boards as an argument against being trans. Um, and their argument seems to be to an extent, um, don't become trans, you'll end up suicidal. And I think I, I think that's not quite um, that's not quite how it works. I think probably it, it's the other way around. Um, the reason trans people are suicidal isn't because they're trans; it's because they're being mistreated because they're trans. Um, and it, it doesn't help, obviously, um, that you you get people who haven't come out because they've been told not to come out, or they feel like they can't come out, and you know they're still. I, I, they're still trans at heart, and they're probably suicidal as well. So the statistics, the statistic is probably um, slightly different from that, simply because you do have the people um, who are still in denial or keeping it repressed, et cetera, et cetera, and they're dealing with you know just the same issues, um, just delayed by a couple of years or, or something, I suppose. Um, but yeah, the. Really, the exclusion is, is what hurts me. Um, feeling like a freak, feeling like I'll never get there, feeling like um, I'm not good enough or I don't pass or I'm not enough of a girl to be considered a girl. Um, when, um, I mean, it was International Women's Day yesterday um, and Hulu was advertising that um, they were going to be showing shows by female and female identifying um, people. Um, the issue with that statement is that female identifying people are female. You, you could have just left it as female, but um, it seems nowadays that um, there are people who are looking desperately for another line to divide the trans people and the cis people when, I, I mean, I don't even know why they want to do it, really. I feel like they, they take a bit of pride um, in, the, in their birth gender and they they want to feel exclusive in that. They want to feel comforted that they're part of a clique, um, and that you know they're they're offended that other people are coming in and taking. When when actually sorry to yeah sorry to interrupt, but when actually I guess um, as yeah as someone who is you know a heterosexual male and 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 was assigned that at birth, I mean it's 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 it... 
it is it is it is a privilege in a way I guess because I haven't had to go through the same struggle um that I guess you know you've had to go through and and coming from that sort of point of view there definitely was a time in my life when I very much misunderstood I think the transgender community and the LGBTQIA plus community because I was looking at it from a very um I guess from a very privileged and also slightly conservative um positioning and it was the it was the moment when I actually thought to myself, well, what if in 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 society in the world it was normal, say for example, um, you know, to be homosexual that was the norm, and it had been the norm for you know thousands of years, and 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 if you were heterosexual you'd be ostracised, yeah. you'd be outcast. Do, do, do you know what I mean? You you wouldn't have as many rights as as the rest of the population. I actually thought about that, tried to tried to put myself sort of in in that place in those shoes, and and it entirely changes the conversation because. Yeah. No one would wish that on. The, do you know what I mean? No one would wish that on themselves, and um, I, I, I definitely do think it's it's a it's a topic um, where there's a, so much. Um, there needs to be so much more education because I fully agree with what you're saying there. What, what you're what you're saying is actually when we create these sub categories, when we um, we add all this extra stuff on, it really does create even more walls, and it creates more ammunition and more fuel for 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 say, for example, members of, of the alt-right to actually use that and then further mm-hmm. weaponize that and divide us even more. So um, it, it's strange because a, a lot of people who are preaching unity and, and in inclusion are the very same people who want these barriers to be in place to separate us as people, I guess. Um, so, yeah, no, I, 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 I very much, very much agree with that. I'd say, um, looking back to the stats, I think you did actually touch on this um, sort of a little bit, looking at sort of the... Um, uh, for example, the, um, the the suicide rates, the the increased suicide rates in the transgender community. I've seen that argument used before as well, Charlotte. To be honest, where where people have people have said, um, "Oh well, after after transition, for example, the, the the suicide rate is still sky high." And it's like, well, therefore, what's the common thing throughout the whole yeah. process? It's society's opinion. So therefore, again, looking at it from that perspective that's the thing that needs to change. That's the thing that needs to be a lot more welcoming um, um, to members of the of, of, of the transgender community. And I'm really grateful that, you know, you have come on and shared your story today because it's definitely even enlightened me sort of further, um, it enlightened me more than, than, than anything sort of that I knew before. And I think it will also enlighten a lot of people listening. Um, and, and even if you're listening, you know, if you're listening and, and, and and you think oh this you know this has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. well it really does this involves all of us um, we can't improve say for example men's mental health without improving the mental health of every other member um, you know of of society and and where do we start we start off with the worst affected groups um, well you know that's that's sort of what, what what I think would be a good start anyway but um, yeah so just sort of moving the conversation on to 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 the nsduh statistic looking at um addiction we 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 did as some of the listeners might know we actually did do an episode on 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 addiction previously and i think this shows we're talking about addiction as actually being you know on on the episode we're talking about addiction as actually being a symptom of deeper underlying health issues and i think the reason one of the reasons i included this statistic is to show that actually um this isn't just this isn't just certain health mental health issues being worse off in the transgender and the LGBTQIA plus community. This is this is basically the entire umbrella of mental health being a lot worse off because again you've got you've got symptoms such as alcohol drug use uh, disorder and, and and addiction and then you've got really hard hitting really sort of personal struggles such as suicidal thoughts and 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 alongside that. As well, you've got one in seven LGBTQIA um, individuals who avoid seeking healthcare because they fear of discrimination, and, and and I think that really links to what you're saying about that internal dialogue that goes on mm. when you're deciding which toilet do I use. Um, because even though, like you said, I, I I do believe I do have faith in society. I think most of society, um, uh, most of society are caring and and want what's best, and they're very sort of normal people. But again, you I, I think you're saying that internal dialogue, that fear in your head has been generated by certain individuals, certain, um, you know, uh, small minority of people who, um, you know, your, your, your decision to pursue who you actually are, it, it, in a way, we should not in any way, but it sort of 
personally offends them because it goes against what they've always been they've always been taught what um mm. you know what they think is right and actually i really hope this 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 episode what this episode does for people listening is actually opens your eyes and and, and makes you realize that until you truly try and i know you can never truly get that you can never truly experience sort of you know the struggle you've 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 personally faced but i, I hope they open their eyes and actually try yeah, and put yeah, themselves I'm... more in sort of your shoes if you know what i mean um yeah, so I don't know if you had anything um, more to add uh, I mean, along those lines. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, yeah, you you pretty much you pretty much said it. Obviously, um, I, I've told you personally my my story with uh with the healthcare at this university, um, and really just interacting mm. with services in general. Um, they're not really built to accommodate trans people and name changes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready to uh to to go on to question three if you wanted to, or if you have anything else to say. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I definitely think we've, uh, yeah, we've, we've definitely covered um, some very interesting content there quite a lot. So yeah, number three. Um, again, this is more looking, I, I guess this would in- include the healthcare system, but again, it's sort of taking a bigger scope. So looking at sort of national level, so society as a whole, this includes universities, universities, schools, institutions, um, the government. And, and, and when I say society, I, I know previously we've talked about factions of society sort of members of the public this is more from a uh, I guess I, I guess you would say a corporate standpoint this is what what can organizations and things such as that do um so yeah so what can society do to better include marginalized groups who are disproportionately yeah. affected so by I mean talking talking from the perspective of let's say the government or you know uh, universities or the NHS etc cetera, etc cetera, um I really think um the the systems to allow transgender people to express themselves um, in terms of something as simple as as name changes or uh, official documents, it really needs to be streamlined because it's very difficult right now. Um, getting healthcare, getting um, you know legal support is is very difficult. Um, most systems are, are built with a preferred name uh, in place. However, this is very much treated like a um, a preference in the same way someone might prefer Kate to Katie, uh, as opposed to you know changing your entire identity. So, usually um, the the systems are implemented poorly and they don't work correctly, and that kind of things. I've been in a lot of email discussions talking about that, um, but that's that's on a, a small scale. I think um, when when you're designing and building a building. Um, I would say please include um, gender neutral bathrooms. Um, I think you know there's there's been a lot of research gone into them. Um, they don't cause problems. Um, I think uh, the idea of gendered bathrooms, every argument I've heard against trans people in gendered bathrooms really just stigmatizes men um, rather than tra- rather than trans people, it stigmatizes men um, because the underlying concept um, throughout all of the arguments is, we shouldn't have men near women. Um, and I think um, that's really, you know, this, this is a, a, a men's health like podcast. I think that's terrible um, to say, you know, um, the gender neutral bathrooms, mm-hmm. they don't cause problems. Yeah. Um, men don't cause problems. Uh, the, the people that cause problems are, you know, less than, you know, 1%. I think um, if you look into it, there really aren't many situations um where you get like people going into the opposite gender bathroom and then um committing some sort of like heinous crime or whatever that doesn't happen uh it's kind of uh, more of a fear than, than an actual thing you know mm. um so can i just quickly say as well added on to that point um it is actually an incredibly silly argument i think because if you do have any if you if you do have an individual who is who 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 is willing to commit an offence such that whether they're whether they're transgender or not, they will go into that bathroom. Mm. So I, I really don't think Yeah, yeah. gender neutral bathrooms I think argument. are the future. Um you know you, you could dismantle any argument uh, very easily and very quickly anyway by just um saying that um if you were to restrict um bathrooms based on uh, like genital parts one um people would have surgery anyway and two then you would have trans men in females bathrooms 
and then you would still have men mixing with women and that would still probably upset you so just have gender neutral bathrooms mm. they don't cause problems they're better for everyone there's less cues they're less embarrassing to go into um they you know they're great for non-binary people as well we haven't even discussed non-binary people you know gender neutral bathrooms are great for those because i'd imagine it would mm. suck even more if i was non-binary and i had to pick a bathroom to go into goodness so yeah that'd be fantastic um mm. um in terms of other like health and legal systems um i i don't know how much uh, the general public knows about um transgender hrt and what it does and um and how long it takes but um essentially it regardless of what gender you are if you're a uh, female to male or male to female like i am um you can go on to medication that will um make your body more feminine or masculine and uh, i obviously i'm on you know feminizing medication i'm i'm doing this through a third party process uh, i'm with gender gp and they got me on straight away however the uk government would much rather prefer that you were doing it through the nhs um so that they can control it and um basically just just monitor monitor yeah monitor everything that's going on make sure the people receiving medication are the people who should be receiving medication all technically benevolent things i suppose um but the real problem is the fact that um gender identity clinics um are woefully underfunded and there's only a few of them scattered around the country um and it's very difficult to get into one um i since december um actually since november i've been um in the queue for the nottingham gender identity clinic um and at the end of the queue i am allowed to get um hormones and i am allowed to start um going into other things like the uh, the gender recognition yeah, the gender recognition certificate recognition recognition sorry i'm <laughs> the gender recognition certificate um which lets you change your um gender and your passport and your driving license that kind of thing and also eventually um bottom surgery uh, as we call it, which is, um, you know, you can imagine. Uh, <laughs> with, um, but yeah, so that that kind of thing is what opens up when you get to the front of the queue for the gender identity clinic. However, what many people don't know is the fact that this queue is four years long. And um, it's currently, um, wow. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be seeing um, those NHS wow. hormones until you know I'm, mm. I'm final year of my degree. Um, it's terrible. Maybe I'll even be done with university altogether if I don't take a placement. Wow. Um, and that's that sucks. Um, there's you know forty mm. odd months. Um, just to, it's it's ridiculous. Um, we really need to fix this. Uh, there is an increasing amount of transgender people. Uh, who feel not because it's a trend, but feel as if society is progressing and it's safe to come out now. And I think that's great. Um, I think people look at those statistics. There's more and more transgender people. They think they're going on because it's a trend and because it's fashionable. But actually, it's because things are getting better. Things are getting better. That's why there's more transgender people. But the queues are only going to go up. And the UK government really should go out of the way to um, to accommodate us a little bit more. Um, it's, I'd imagine it's fairly low priority um, compared to something like, um, I don't know, cancer research, you know, that's, that's a big one. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's very vital to our mental health. If they had, if they could spare some resources towards the, gender, the transgender community, I would feel very appreciated. I would be very grateful for that. Uh, but I understand, you know, it's probably not a concern to the higher ups right now. Um, I feel like part of the responsibility is the fact that they made the system very obtuse. You need to live as your uh, identified gender for two years before you get uh, the gender recognition yeah, gender recognition certificate, um, which is a very long time, um, to, very long time to go around using a, a male name or uh, having uh, a big fat M on your uh, driving license, that kind of thing, or an F if you're um, female to male. Um, oh yeah, obviously my, my, my experience is very much, um, MTF kind of, uh, oriented, uh, I'd imagine, you know, it's, it's even more dire for, uh, female to males 
because testosterone is a controlled substance. Um, it's very hard to get. Um, so, you know, even, even more terrible for them, the NHS system is the only way to go because they can't even get that stuff for the party a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, the UK government, uh, it'd be fantastic if they fixed that system. Uh, it'd be fantastic if buildings had gender neutral toilets. Um, but, uh, I think also, um, institutions should be teaching probably, uh, LGBT stuff in, in school because I mean, it is ridiculous that people are growing up. I got to 15 before I found out that you could be a girl if you wanted to. Um, and that, that really what it was, um, is, you know, if someone, someone proposed me a hypothetical, they said, if you could hit a button, be a girl, would you push it? It's known as the button. Uh, and it's, it's a question that everybody asks themselves, um, in the, you know, in the transgender community, if you had a button that turned you into the opposite gender, would you hit the button? Um, and if the answer is yes, then it's, it's a safe bet you're probably transgender. Um, and the people deliberate on that a lot. But first, before you can even think about the button, you need to know that it's a possibility to begin with. And I didn't know for the longest time that I could just be a girl. Um, as simple as that. Uh, obviously, it's, it's not that simple, but... Um, I didn't know that you could be transgender. I didn't know transgender people existed. I didn't even know um, for back when I did sex ed for the first time in year five, I didn't know gay people existed. I didn't know about anything about the LGBT community. Um, and it, it's crazy that uh, it's still not taught in school. Uh, I can imagine that's due to uh, lobbying from, um, you know, I suppose religious groups that don't support it or just plain old conservatives that don't, uh, believe in LGBT people, you know, getting recognition, um, or even, you know, just random, random labor people, any political affiliation, I suppose, could be against transgender people. Um, and it happens, you see it quite a lot. Um, it'd be lovely if it was taught in school. Um, you know, it'd be fantastic if kids could discover themselves early, um, early enough that they can make a change and they can you know, fix their life before it gets too late. Puberty stops at 25, yeah. and the earlier you, you start finding yourself, the quicker mm. you do it. Um, yeah. I started a couple of years before one of my friends, uh, and yeah. you know they, they were, they're very jealous of me, but there are people starting even before me, and that's good as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have to I'd say as well, from the perspective of someone who very much, again, um, obviously, um, yeah, like I said, as a as a heterosexual male learning, I, there was none, there was none of this um, sort of education, uh, you know, when I was growing up as well. And I definitely did have some very um, prejudiced sort of views, I guess, and, and some very judgmental views, which were probably born out of, like I said, conservatism, um, what I heard sort of, I guess, in the media as well a little bit. And then also, um, I guess, from a religious place, because I do know that, you know, as a Christian and, and and knowing sort of what the general sort of consensus within Christianity is, I know that, and, and, and also having um, some friends from, from a while ago who, who, who were, you know, Muslim, um, I know that Christianity and Islam as a whole, there is a very big sort of, you know, transphobic sort of... Um, uh, well not yeah. not as a whole you don't generalize but but it, it is quite commonplace um and yeah I, I i mean again for anyone who's listening who perhaps also uh, who perhaps is, is is does have a prejudice or judgment you know against people in the transgender or lgbtqia plus community um i just hope that this episode has opened your eyes a little bit and i think the main two questions to think about when approaching the subject firstly is um where has my prejudice and, and judgment come from um, because until you know where it's come from you can't really work on it and you can't really sort of uh change that into sort of understanding and education i guess and, and the second question is put yourself in the shoes of someone who is, is brought up in a world where it is it, literally preached it's 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 uh it's shouted from the rooftops to be different than that person and 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 and, and in, in a world where you're seen very much as an imposter or, or an outcast um because for a lot of us we're so blasé and we're so 
ungrateful, I guess, that we don't truly realise how fortunate we are if you are someone who is, you know, a, a heterosexual person who is who whose gender expression is the same um, that they're assigned at birth. You, you, I don't think we re- we truly realise how yeah privileged we are that we don't have the same struggle. But when you're, yeah. we don't have to we don't have to have the conundrum of which toilet we're going to go into. Um, do you know what I mean? Sort of sort of those sort of questions which we don't even think about, don't even come into our minds. Actually, that's something that you you know you said yourself you 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 suffer every single day. Uh, yeah, in, the most, in the most menial <laughs> and everyday locations such as Sainsbury's um yeah yeah definitely I will have to say um we yeah. probably will have to wrap up you know all the questions there um but I am very happy um uh you know with, with like I said with all the content that we discussed because I definitely think and hope that this does change other people's perspective and again like I said we're all in this together mental mental health isn't just about do you know what I mean men's mental health isn't just Mm. uh, about men necessarily it's about society as a whole um raising our standards of how we approach mental health and I you know I would hate it if say for example men's mental health rapidly decreased and then it got loads more funding but then we still saw for example the BAME community and the LGBTQIA plus community still suffering I don't Mm. think that means any progress has been made in, in 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 all honesty um, yeah, no worries. But yeah, like awesome I said, um, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was a really, really good one. Uh, it was really good to hear that sort of perspective that I certainly, you know, definitely couldn't couldn't sort of give to give to the the the, the people listening. But um, but yeah, for anyone listening, I hope this has sort of raised some questions. I hope it has given you more of an insight. Um, and yeah like i said we'll be back in two weeks time with another episode um please please feel free to share this with anyone you know any close friends any family who you know this could be a great help for um and yeah once again thank you charlotte and uh we i hope that you you know you guys tune in